SAFM. We continue the conversation on the talking point, zooming in on Zimbabwe and in particular the country's opposition politics. Just this past week, Nelson Chamisa not only resigning um, from the CCC, Citizens Coalition for Change, but also claiming that the organization had been hijacked and contaminated by the government. It believes ZANU-PF is behind these alleged actions. Let me welcome come on to the show, Ernest Chinukwe, who is Nelson Chamisa's spokesperson in South Africa. Ernest, good morning. Uh, good morning, Katie, and good morning to your listeners, and thank you for having me. Dr. Ross Harvey is the Director of Research and Programs at Good Governance Africa. Dr. Harvey, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Thanks for having me. And Rejoice Nguenya is an independent political analyst in Zimbabwe. Rejoice, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. Uh, I love to be on SFM Radio. Well, thank you all for making the time uh, to have this conversation with us this hour. Ernest, let me come to you. Before we talk about the reasons behind um, Chamisa's resignation last week, He's, of course, followed it up in the last 24 hours with a statement on his ex-account claiming that his life is in danger. Tell us more about this. Is he safe where he is right now? What is happening? Why does he feel that his life is under threat? Uh, Good morning, Kathy. Um, Kathy, as you know, in Zimbabwe, we are dealing uh, with a regime that is ruthless. Uh, What has happened is that... um, just to give you some highlights, is that when after President Chamisa has resigned, we were really shocked when ZANU-PF had to come to have a press conference to address the resignation of a president of the opposition party. And knowing the systems which ZANU-PF, the regime, operates, we have no doubt that the threats that have been sent to President Chamisa uh, is not only that he had come up open to write about it on, on the X, but it's the issue of saying it has been happening for a long time. But this time, because he made a decision that they were not expecting, at the very same time, the decision that he made, they were actually in the process of trying to of hijacking the party and also making sure that they are going to embarrass him. But our intelligence was at par, and we made sure that when he made the decision, it was the right decision that was taken at the right time. So actually, the regime is now reacting because they now know that their plans have foiled. So now they are now going guarding for the men. Why would it be strange that ZANU-PF would hold... Um a, a press conference responding to Chamisa's resignation, it has an impact on um, Parliament. It has an impact on um, a, a, a severe impact in the, at, at that on on the future of of Parliament in Zimbabwe. Definitely, uh, you know, the thing that we need to first focus on is the letter that was written by President Chamisa. The letter in itself is self-explanatory. First thing that he made a major highlight about was the issue of the flawed uh, election that uh, that happened, whereby Zek, our Zimbabwe Electoral Commission, prepared for election for five years, but they were failing to deliver ballot boxes and there were midnight 
uh, voting that was happening. Uh, there's a taking point uh, that he did highlight even in his uh, uh, letter to say that also there was suppression when it comes to the issue of even campaigning. So the election in itself was fraudulent. But the reason why we entered into the election, even if we knew that Zanipia would want to come and play their own dirty politics is that we wanted to make sure that we expose the road that we are always been talking about, that there, are, there, is, there is a crisis that is happening in Zimbabwe. So if you check uh, what President Chamiso was highlighting, it's the group, there's a group that is called FAST that is actually sponsored by ZANU-PF. And this group has contaminated most of our members of parliament that they are actually, some of them given a loan of about 40,000 US dollars. So we know what was the move that ZANU-PF was trying to make. And President Chamisa reacting to what, uh, uh, I mean, resigning was actually a reaction of things that we have also worked and known from underground in the preparation of ZANU-PF trying to make sure that they embarrass the president by putting an imposter which is called a uh, chabangu who said is an sg and in triple c there was no secretary general and was talking about a congress in triple c we never had a congress so the people that the courts are now taking orders from is a person that was never be a member of triple c he never hold any office but all of a sudden somebody has now uh, powers to recall members of parliament uh, powers to recall members of the council and what would just happen if we go and check for example if i put a case study of Chirese, for example in Chirese, the five triple c councillors were recalled and when the five triple c councillors were recalled then they, they went they, they, the guy went to high court to say every member of of triple c that i have recalled cannot stand again uh, uh, to be elected uh, under the ban of triple c but we're saying we are telling the High Court, the face that is on the logo is for Nelson Chamisa. Now they're even claiming to say the face of Nelson Chamisa belongs to them. So what we are trying to say, the president, after resigning, he was trying to just put everything on the, on, on the white to say, this is what is happening in Zimbabwe. We are having a legitimate crisis. We are having a crisis that has been ongoing for a long time. And we, we would start maybe talking about maybe MDCA, where the MDC alliance that was taken from, from him, as a president, it was given to a guy called Monzora, which he did not manage to emerge during the elections because it was not a people's movement. It was not a people, a, a, a supported party. The people knows their leader, and the people of Zimbabwe knows that Nelson Chamisa is the future of the country. And to okay. tell you the truth, yes. Okay. Uh, Ernest, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to 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 my question, and thanks for um, you know some of that additional context that you've put in there. But w- what are the current reasons um, that Nelson Chamisa believes his life is under threat? What has led to him believing his life is under threat right now? Uh, to just uh, answer it in a short way is because of the intelligence reports that we are receiving from our side. Okay. Mm. All right. Has has he left Zimbabwe or is he still in Zimbabwe? Uh, that information, Katie, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to defer on radio right now. Okay. Dr. Harvey, let me bring you into this conversation. So there's been a lot going on, right? Um, this individual, which Ernest is speaking about by the name of Sengezo Chabangu, um, he's the one that has been claiming that he's the CCC's interim secretary general and therefore has the right to be recalling um, the CCC's MPs. 
what do you make of what's happened? Because I, I don't see how that would be possible, how an individual that is not known to an organization, that has not been on an organization's books, can just come out of nowhere and, and claim to have an, a position in this party and start taking decisions, and those decisions are then adhered to. Um, but it could be due to my own narrow understanding of, 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 of politics in, in Zimbabwe. So perhaps you, you would be better placed to explain what exactly has happened here. Um, Kathy, thanks. I wish I was in a better position to explain it. Uh, it's uh, one of those things that maybe reminds us of George Orwell's 1984. It is hard to believe. But at the same time, if you consider the electoral history of Zimbabwe uh, and the uh, the way in which the ruling party has abused uh, executive power, uh, then it, in a sense, it's not Surprising. Unfortunately, ZANU-PF has a long history of uh, infiltrating and co-opting uh, opposition or destroying it uh, from the inside out. Uh, and, uh, you know, in theoretical terms, we'd call this uh, legislative authoritarianism. In other words, where a regime uh, employs uh, institutions like uh, a legislature or parliament that have the appearance of democratic credential, but in in essence are a means to authoritarian ends. Uh, And because uh, the ruling party has uh, access to all the apparatus of state, especially uh, intelligence, uh, they uh, are at liberty both to uh, destroy the independence of the judiciary, the independence of the independent electoral commission, uh, paradoxically, Uh, and to then uh, infiltrate parties themselves uh, when things are not going their way. So this is uh, essentially the the same playbook as what we saw before uh, in respect of uh, the MDCA and MDCT split that that Ernest mentioned. Now, of course, the the issue uh, for for us is that, you know, it's hard to understand uh, when you look at it on the surface, but if you understand this in the context of uh, Zimbabwe's history and the way in which uh, ZANU has behaved, uh, the truth is that they simply do not tolerate dissent um, and they will do everything they possibly can to silence opposition. Uh, And it's extremely difficult for the opposition uh, and for any uh, members of the judiciary uh, or the legislature with integrity and members of the press to operate um, without fear. Uh, And I think that's the the other thing at play here. There's no reason to doubt uh, that um, Chamisa's life is under threat. Uh, This is how the ruling party, unfortunately, has behaved with outright impunity, uh, and because there's been so little accountability uh, in the past, there's there's very little that is likely to deter uh, Zanu from uh, from doing the unthinkable. I hope that helps to shed some light, Kathy, on uh, what's going on here. Yeah, th- 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 there's so much more I-, I want to get into, but perhaps let me give Rejoice an opportunity to to come in here, and and Rejoice, um, I think if you can also just. Uh, start off with what I asked um, Ross about, which is really helping us understand how an an individual that has not been part of a party can suddenly come and and claim 
to have a position in the party and make decisions and have those decisions be supported by the government? Well, look, uh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, I think Ross got it right there. You know, Zimbabwe is not your conventional, you know, democracy. You know, this, this is a, a country where a government can literally cancel your title deeds. They can simply say to you, we want this farm, we are taking it and it's done. So, so for us to use a prism uh, of a normal democracy, uh, it would uh, give us a wrong interpretation of how things appear in Zimbabwe. However, let me maybe clarify to your, to, to your listeners, Kathy, that uh, there is a clause in the constitution that allows for recall of members of parliament and councillor by a political party. But the weakness of that clause is that it does not actually state who in the political party is because it was written, that clause was written with good intentions that when a political party is not happy with a deployee, as you would say in South Africa, they have a right to sit down and, and recall the member of parliament. But there are processes that, can be, that, that one should go through. I mean, it's not a question of just uh, somebody from the party saying we want to recall uh, you know, a member of parliament. They, they must be given a room to, to explain why, what, what is done wrong. And saying as Chabang is not exactly alien uh, to opposition. I mean, he, he comes through a whole meal of uh, uh, political activism, uh, you know, in, in, in opposition. But the, the, the fact really is that uh, he, has, he had not been assigned any responsibility as Secretary General because there was okay, no but, such uh, you know, gathering. But, but was, was, he, no is, was he historically part of the CCC? Is saying this has always been part of the CCC. In fact, not just CCC, but dating back to the days of the of the MDC. So he's okay. not really stranger to to opposition. Yes. Okay. So 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 this this then is an individual that is known to the likes of Chamisa and Ernest, and you know they have been well playing sort of on the same side for for some time. Absolutely. Not just that, Kathy. Uh, Sengezo is also said to be very close to the so-called the presidium. In other words, because when you're talking about the presidium of the Triple C, you're talking about three individuals, key individuals. Uh, there is Lineke Kareni, there is Tendaibiti, uh, and there's Washman Nube. Washman, Professor Nube represents kind of like your materiality and block. So there is always this talk that uh, you cannot do anything in Triple C. Uh, from Matabele Land without uh, consulting, uh, you know, Professor Washman Mube. Note that, of course, he he generally supports, uh, you know, Sengezo, but his silence has given the impression that uh, what Sengezo is doing has received some kind of uh, subtle blessing from the disgruntled uh, presidium, uh, especially of uh, Tendebit and Washman Mube. So he is not a stranger to the system, Kathy. All right. Thanks for that clarity. We'll continue this conversation in a moment. And we're looking at the opposition politics in Zimbabwe. What happens now um, after Nelson Chamisa quit the CCC and effectively has now said that, well, the, the, the indications that he could well be starting um, another movement. But of course, um, there's also the question of all of the MPs that have been recalled. Um, and he's arguing that they have been wrongfully 
recalled and what does it mean um, for opposition politics in that country. It's 10.30. Let's take the latest news headlines. We'll continue this conversation in a moment. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation looking at opposition politics in Zimbabwe. Ernest Tinyuke is Nelson Chamisa's spokesperson in South Africa. Dr. Ross Harvey is Director of Research and Programs at Good Governance Africa. And Rejoice Nguenya is an independent political analyst based in Zimbabwe. Rejoice, g- given the background that you say that uh, Sengezo Chabangu enjoys um, and the fact that he's been part of the CCC, is it likely that part of what is happening now is as a result of the divisions within the CCC and cannot solely be described, be, be ascribed rather um, to the infiltration of ZANU-PF, as Nelson Chamisa is saying? Well, it, it should be uh, very easy to interpret uh, that question, because if... Uh, the triple C has always been accused of uh, lacking structure, uh, which uh, Nelson Chamisa, uh, by the way, we, I can't keep on calling President Chamisa because he has resigned from triple C. So of, as of now, he's, he's not a president of any political party. Uh, you know, the, the, the lack of, of structure, uh, what he called uh, strategic ambiguity, he has given room for possible infiltration but but we cannot run away with that fact because remember even the mdc alliance also had a structure so zanu have created the illusion that uh, uh, you know chamisa's position was was uh, illegitimate and uh, douglas monzora as ernest uh, came in there so for, for a party like zanu that has been in in politics for almost like uh, 60 years, it is terribly easy for them to find a crevice, a way of destabilizing opposition. But I'd say that, uh, you know, the, the disunity within the, the opposition movement has given ZANU-PF uh, a kind of an opportunity to take advantage. And uh, there it is, Sengezo has been raised as a, as an interim secretary general, assuming if there was a proper uh, secretary general, which was there, in 2019, there was a child from Wende, but because uh, Nelson Chamista himself said that uh, he doesn't operate within a, a, a former structure, so obviously Zanu PF uh, had an opportunity now to to raise uh, another uh, individual to to destabilize his, his party. Ross, there are, of course, those that are raising the issue of the MDC because it was just um, two years ago that the uh, that Nelson Chamisa also left the, the MDC. And there's some who want to look at it as partly a reflection of his own leadership ability, perhaps his own leadership style that the cycle keeps repeating itself. Um, wh- what's your view on that? Yeah, Kathy, look, I, I think there, there are two answers to that question and probably more, but at least two. In the first instance, uh, we have to be extremely careful about uh, pointing fingers uh, at anyone operating under these kinds of circumstances. Uh, nobody's leadership is perfect. I do agree that, uh, you know, with rejoice that uh, the CCC has suffered under uh, a lack of structure. One also does understand, though, the, the strategic ambiguity because 
um, a party with these kinds of divisions is so susceptible to being um, manipulated, infiltrated, and blown apart uh, by uh, the, the likes of, of ZANU because they have access to apparatus of state, not least um, a, a, a fearful uh, intelligence service, uh, the Ferret. So, you know, yes, there, there is a, a picture emerging, unfortunately, of, of a pattern here. Um, but in the first instance, we, we must really understand that it's extremely difficult to operate as the leader of an opposition party in Zimbabwe. Of course, um, the NDC does have a long history in this respect. And one also understands that uh, these internal divisions, in a sense, are stoked and fueled by uh, the sheer difficulty of the, the operating environment. So there are structural dynamics to this. But then in the second instance, yes, there, there is a pattern um, that is that is emerging here. Um, of course, there are individuals uh, at play, and and yes, uh, Chabangu may have a, a long history of, of operating in this context. But even if the CCC uh, doesn't have the kind of structures that one would hope, especially as a government in waiting, uh, that still doesn't legitimise. Uh, this kind of uh, unilateral behavior. And the problem, of course, is that any opposition that um, that it does allow this, you know, in other words, uh, your recalled MPs don't get a proper hearing. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a clear official position for the person doing the recall. Uh, it lends itself to, um, to this picture that, uh, you know, the CCC just doesn't have a clue what's going on internally. You know, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing and so forth. Um, and if this is a function predominantly of internal politics, which I don't think it is, um, I think that's a symptom rather than a cause, uh, then that doesn't bode well for uh, the future of opposition politics in the country. But again, this is something that, you know, as Rejoice also rightly said, this is an extremely unusual uh, context. We shouldn't view it through the prism of how we ordinarily understand leaders being held to account, etc. They're operating sure. under extremely difficult circumstances. So um, as much as we can point fingers, I, I must say I have enormous empathy for how difficult this must be, not only for Nelson Chalisa, but also for uh, those uh, members of the party who are susceptible both to Zana's shenanigans and uh, to the difficulty of internal uh, divisions within the CCC uh, playing out uh, as a function of history and, and so forth. It's very, very difficult. Uh, Ernest, what are the options that the CCC MPs had um, following the decision to recall them? One, again, and, 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 and part, of, part of, again, the difficulty of fully understanding and appreciating um, the the circumstances that these MPs are facing is that um, one looks at it through the prism of, of rationality and it's clear that that is not, you know, an appropriate lens to be looking at um, what is unfolding in Zimbabwe. But what, what were the options available to um, the MPs? Was this something that they, they were not able to fight in the party? Was this something that they were not able to also um, uh, a fight within Parliament. I know that this matter ended up in the courts, but uh, ju just take us into what part of what happened behind the scenes. Oh, thank you, uh, Katie, once again. Uh, I was listening to my 
uh, learned friends there as they were just uh, alluding or speaking to on behalf of Triple C. Uh, but I want to just put a highlight to say, as I'm going to just give you that overview, Triple C, let it first be, be, be clear to say it is not a baby of MDCA. It's a separate entity that was formed on the 22nd of January 2023. So it's not like there are people that were moved from MDCA, then automatically they came to Triple C. Our Triple C mandate, it had people that were, it was a people center driven party meaning to say every member of parliament that we have now was a mandate of the people through the CISP, the independent uh, commission that we're using to make sure that every person that is deployed to the parliament is actually selected uh, by the members of his or her community or constituency. So I wanted to start to say that. So the resignation of President Chamisa was not, is not an alarm to say all the members of parliament must resign. But what we are saying, we are saying if the election, we are saying it was illegitimate, automatically it then speaks to say parliament and the people in the parliament what is happening in parliament is illegitimate so now it's now a matter of principle for somebody to take his or her own decision it's to their discretion to, de to decide it's not like because president chamisa have resigned we say everyone must resign but we're saying if you are to stick to the principle of people driven party when you know that there is no legitimacy how can you then stay in such an institution but we know and you can't run away to say the imposters like uh, 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 Sengizu Chabangu, we were imposed by, 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 by the regime because we know, uh, as, 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 uh, as, as um, one of the speakers was saying, to say the politics of Zimbabwe, they know that the issue of infiltration is one of the greatest strategies that ZANPF will always use. So let me just try to address this issue to say what was happening behind the scenes. We tried when Sengizu first uh, record members of parliament, President Chamisa wrote a letter to Parliament to say who has the mandate of recalling or addressing the people in Parliament. And the leader in the Parliament was, was uh, a, 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 our leader, Amos Chibaya, who then delivered the letter to the Speaker of Parliament. But the Speaker of Parliament said, no, I can't act on your letter because already Chabangu delivered the letter first. But we're putting clarity to say, if then it means if I as NS just go to Parliament and say, I am recalling who and who, the, then Parliament must listen. So what we're trying to say, when President Chamisa moved, moved, they moved out, if you go and check on the letter that he wrote, point number 37, he was addressing the issue of 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 uh, of singers the Chabangu, where he was putting a highlight. Let me just just if you just allow me to go through it to say on point number thirty-seven, he actually says, uh, 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 just twelve days after swearing of the members of parliament, you saw the engineered images brought in from an imposter masquerading as an acting general uh, of Triple C, a position and a title that did not and does not exist. So in that, the people knows their leader. That is why after President Chamisa resigned. If you can go and check even on the X or everywhere, go and check even on the ground. The ground has shifted to the favor of the men that people of Zimbabwe believed in. So the members of parliament, those who are following the mandate of Triple C, it's not that we must tell them what to do, but they know what to do because we are saying parliament 
because it is coming from an illegitimate election, then definitely Parliament cannot be regarded to be legitimate. Uh, All right. legitimate. Thank you. All right. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. I'll also take your calls on 086-000-2032. What do you think then is the future of opposition parties in Zimbabwe? On the WhatsApp voice note line, 0614-104-106. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're focusing on the situation in Zimbabwe, in particular the opposition politics there. Ernest Chinukwe is Nelson Chamisa spokesperson in South Africa. Dr. Ross Harvey is Director of Research and Programs at Good Governance Africa. And Rejoice Nguenya is an independent political analyst based in Zimbabwe. So, Ross, then what realistically is the future of opposition parties in Zimbabwe if we are to believe that the ZANU-PF is always actively finding ways of undermining the opposition and making sure that life is really difficult for them uh, to survive? Yeah, uh, Cathy, it requires uh, a combination of of internal reform uh, at a number of different levels. It also requires serious international attention. Uh, because we've seen this movie before. Uh, you know, it's not as if uh, this is a, a new thing. Um, the, the opposition, the main opposition party, CCC, if you'll recall, uh, just following the elections, was put in an extraordinarily difficult position. Uh, it, it couldn't essentially contest the election results uh, through the courts because uh, the, ju- the judiciary's independence is compromised. Uh, it then looked as if it were, in a sense, legitimizing what it called a delegitimate process by taking up seats in Parliament in the first instance. Um, but of course, imagine being in that position. If you don't take up seats, uh, then you have no opportunity to engage at all. And then when you do take up seats, then you're subject to uh, the uh, the dual influence of internal uh, divisions uh, playing out um, and those, of course, being leveraged by uh, the ruling party, which is extremely adept at uh, at destroying opposition. Um, But it's not just a matter of opposition politics struggling in the country. Uh, There needs to be wholesale reform uh, that that essentially is able in the first instance to somehow hold the, the ruling party to account and institutionalize constraints against the abuse of executive power. Um, you also need steps to be taken to ensure the freedom and independence of the media. The fourth estate is crucial. You also need to ensure the uh, independence and uh, integrity of civil society organizations, which also, unfortunately, in many respects become infiltrated um, by the ruling party in one form or another, um, and and so you you know in, in many respects one can't see another way other than uh, calling for a transitional authority to be put in place. But now that the demand for that has to come uh, internally, and there has to be some kind of incentive uh, to attract uh, the the elite at the top of the ruling party to agree to that. But for as long as they have access to rent. Uh, either uh, from material resource extraction or, or other uh, sources, then that is unlikely to, uh, to transpire. So, 
Kathy, the short answer to your question is uh, it's not looking good for opposition politics in Zimbabwe. Uh, and it's, it's, in a sense, tried to call for internal unity mm. uh, within parties like CCC because that's extremely hard to attain. Uh, every opposition party has its divisions, um, but, but those are normally contained uh, within a, a normal system. Uh, what we're dealing with here is abnormal, and so it requires systemic change. All right. Thanks for that, Ross. I want to take some of the WhatsApp voice notes that our listeners have sent through uh, before I also give a, a rejoice an opportunity to come in. Good morning, CCKD and SAF listeners. Uh, I would like to applaud Advocate Nelson Chamisa for a good decision which he had took because uh, ZANU-PF itself, it doesn't want anyone to rule the country. They blame the opposition for, for failing Zimbabwe. So now, if they, can, if they can take care of the government alone, we will know who the real outfit is. And that, that, that's all I can say. Prabhupada and Smith. Good morning, Katie and your guests. Good morning, Ernest. Thank you for a good job. Uh, thank you, Rejoice, for a good job. Uh, look, Sengezo doesn't have any authority to recall anyone because an individual cannot decide for a community. A member of parliament is elected by the constituency, and the constituency is the one that sits down and recalls the person. And then the officials for the party will act because they are the ones who are in parliament or who are in charge of the party. But you have to consult... In 400 meters, keep right at the fore. If you find out the reason why he doesn't want them to contest, the reason is because those recalled MPs have got the constituency behind them. That's simple. Morning, Kathy. We'll hear from Western Cape. Look, I'm listening to the conversation you're having over uh, about the opposition uh, in Zim, and my concern is some of the things leveled here against whoever probably ZANPF, like opposition infiltration. Which where on earth do is our political parties not infiltrated? Don't we have people that say this is not ZANPF of Robert Mugabe? This is not ANC of Mandela? Don't we have uh, divisions or factions in political parties? So why is it this one wants to be described as if it's the condition of the democracy in Zimbabwe? Instead, it's the nature of politics. If you get infiltrated, it's not just being popular. That's one thing that people don't understand about Chamisa. It's not just being popular. You need to be strategic as well. Good morning, Alskethi. I hope you're doing so well. Um, I think Nelson... Chamisa this time uh, must start really, really afresh. Leave all those recycled politicians from the MDC and start with new people, new faces. Yeah, for him to survive. Uh, this is Alex from Yutnek in the Eastern Cape. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Thanks for some of those views that you've sent through to the show. Rejoice, what are Chamisa's options now? Well, beautiful views from uh, from your listeners. Kathy, uh, as uh, Ross says, there are structural defects in the way that uh, our democratic uh, framework is set up. 
there is total disregard for institutions in Zimbabwe. The judiciary is compromised, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission is compromised, the police are, are compromised. So it doesn't matter even if you created a completely new institution that is gravitas, that is so much popularity and is, is, is organized, as long as ZANU-PF has influence over the way things are run, it's not gonna change anything. However, that, that's a conversation for another day. What, what, what to me, what is important, Kathy, is absolute unity within the opposition parties uh, themselves. The, this, this disjointed way of doing things, uh, rockstar status does not help until we have a, a, a global influence on the way the dynamics of, of opposing politics uh, is run. Fantastic, I mean, yes, he has broken away from Triple C, but he should not repeat the same mistakes that he repeated in Triple C. So there must be visible structures that can take on the system and be able to call this government to account and influence a wholesome change in the way that uh, the politics uh, is, is, is uh, done in this country, possibly a complete overhaul of our constitution, Kevin. You know, Rejoice, what you're raising is an important issue because ultimately, um, you, if you have a disregard for the rule of law and for institutions in the way that both you and Rejoice, ha- uh, you and Ross have described, surely there must be some kind of support, including from the region, that um, the likes of Nelson Chamisa should be able to 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 raise awareness on and and really try and 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 lobby support for are we seeing that happening rejoice unfortunately unfortunately it is it is not happening it is not happening in as much in, in the kind of magnitude and uh, you know way that uh, we believe it should because uh, this is a regional problem this is why even uh, the same report said to to, to the government in zanopiev why don't you do things in the right way why don't you respect uh, you know critical comments about ele- electoral reform and so 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 it's, it's not a, a, a kind of a change uh, that can be done by one individual this requires collective activity and collective effort from civil society from political parties from the region so that ZANU-PF becomes a, a credible member of 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 of, of the, of the uh, african uh, political dynamics but uh, with this kind of disjointed approach Kate, i'm afraid uh, you know nelson is not going to get anywhere Ernest, is he going to be starting another party? Uh, uh, I will not shy away to say there is a plan that is already in place. And um, I can listen, I was listening to my uh, good uh, uh, presenters here, were also alluding to some of the things that definitely we're looking forward to face them head on to make sure that they are actually uh, brought into the right space because we know that all our institutions have been captured. That is why we know that even now the situation that we're in is an artificial situation. So I just want to say, Katie, today, just hold on to the to the color blue. And when the blue really comes blue, I will let you know where something is really cooking underground. But obviously, I won't be privy to come and divulge some of the information now because it would be uh, premature to say we're forming a party or there is a movement or something is coming. But definitely, let me tell you, something is cooking underground. And you've decided that the color to represent it will be blue. Blue is the color. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ernest, let me just ask, in terms of, of goodwill, I think Nelson Chamisa has enjoyed a, an incredible amount of goodwill from his time in the MDC right through to the CCC. Do you worry about that goodwill running out? 
Uh, I, I, want to say, I, I would say I will not worry much. Why? Because, you know, when you've got a track record of not compromising the truth and standing for principles, uh, Chamisa has, over the years, gained a lot of support because he is a principled man who cannot be bainted for money. He is not in politics for money. That is why one of his last clips, as he was the president before resigning, he said, those who want position, please go ahead and take position. Those who want offices, go ahead and take offices. I am here to represent the will of the people, and the people of Zimbabwe must be free, and freedom will come. Ross? Does he run the risk of, of, of running out of goodwill, especially now that we're on to potentially um, party number blue? <laughs> Kathy, look, I, I think he's probably just going to have to be extremely careful um, because even uh, if he himself has integrity, uh, it's very easy for uh, a state-owned media to paint him. Uh, as simply party hopping uh, and so forth. So uh, he is going to have to develop a track record not only of speaking truth to power, but of coordinating uh, an internally undivided house uh, in in this next chapter, uh, because goodwill is one of those very precarious things, especially in a context that is so marred by uh, fear and uh, an abuse of existing institutions. Uh, so, yeah, that would essentially be my, my closing thought, that uh, Chamisa is going to have to work hard at, uh, at ensuring internal unity uh, in this next chapter of his life. All right. Rejoice? Absolutely. I agree with, with, with Ross. You know, you, you might change colors of a car as much as you want, but if you're a bad driver, Kathy, you end up under the bridge. Same old driver same old mentality. Now, there must be a wholesome change of mentality and character in the way that, uh, you know, Nelson Chamisa understands how to run political institutions. So that goodwill, goodwill is, 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 is something that can evaporate. So it has to be nurtured and it has to be developed. So I believe that uh, he has the capacity to lead, but he requires uh, to change his, the way that he, he manages uh, these institutions. All right, let me thank you all for your time on the Talking Point this morning. Rejoice Nguenya is an independent political analyst based in Zimbabwe, Dr. Ross Harvey, Director of Research and Programs at Good Governance Africa, and Ernest Chinuke is Nelson Chamisa's spokesperson in South Africa. It's edging towards 11 o'clock, time for the latest news update.